Hi. Welcome to Raising Me. I'm Adrienne Stein, and I am so excited you are here with us today because it is a fun and informative episode for any parent or caregiver who has ever had a conversation with a teen or a preteen and left wondering, what the heck did they just say to me, right? Raising my own hand here because I have both a preteen and a teen at home. Of course, back in our day, it was sweet, cool, awesome, my bad. Talk to the hand, remember that one? Yeah, not anymore. That is so dating ourselves. So today we're going to go through some of the words that you might be hearing around your house with Shannon King. She's part of the Gear Parent Network. That's a support organization run by parents for parents focusing on education and empowerment. Two things we're going to do today, educate and empower. She's going to help us navigate that vernacular minefield, whether your kids are just starting to bring these words home or you're trying to translate what your teen is saying or texting. Let's get started. Shannon, I am so excited to talk about this because I have a 15, almost 16-year-old, and then I also have a newly 11-year-old and uh, am often trying to figure out what the heck they're saying. But you know what? It's actually pretty important to learn this language, not just to decipher what they're saying, but as a way to communicate with them. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I also have teenagers. Um, So uh, mine range from 16. um, I have 16-year-old twins and an 18-year-old. And then I have a 21-year-old. So he's... So you're in the thick of it. Yeah, I'm in the thick of it. Him, you know, them, their friends... uh, all coming over, doing things. So it's, it's really important to kind of understand what they're saying, what they're talking about in these conversations. I'm just imagining you at the kitchen table and 16-year-olds, 18-year-olds, and a 21-year-old talking amongst themselves. I think my mind would like explode. Like, wait, what? Wait, what? But <laughs> what, what do you mean? I don't understand. So we're not necessarily saying to use this language because that's probably a, a very quick way for it to be uncool if uncool is still even a word that is used. I have no idea. Um, But, you know, one thing I've noticed too, and, you know, your kids are a little bit older than mine, is that it kind of starts in the high school and then eventually makes its way down to middle and even elementary school, right? So I've had my going into sixth grade son use a word and my daughter will be like, "Um, nobody says that anymore. And I'm like, didn't you say that last week? Like, it's it's hard to keep up. But do you find that it sort of filters down in the grades? Yes, yes. So it does. It tends to start high school, maybe even college level. Mm-hmm. Um, with the older teens, um, it gets popular. They use the words. Um, and then generally speaking, like younger siblings are going to pick up on that. Younger siblings, cousins, other family members that are exposed to it. And so they kind of like, not that cool is necessarily the word, but in terms of for us, it'd be like, oh, I want to be like my cooler older cousin or my cooler older sister or brother. And so they're going to start using that same language. And so it kind of does trickle down. Um, by the time it hits the elementary school level, um, it is sometimes oh, wow. <laughs> it's out. Um, yeah. And so, yeah. Like lame or whack or Cringe. Cringe is cringe. Cringe is cringe. Okay. I heard of cringe. Got it. Okay. So, you know, what would be the equivalent to cool? Like, you know, I think our generation is like, oh, yeah, that's cool. Or, oh, awesome. Is there a word that's equivalent 
to sort of there's, there's a lot actually there's there's a lot of words so it kind of like would depend on context so like okay. fire is a big one like that's fire and it could be like your hair could be fire your outfit could be fire um that party could be fire so like um it's really dependent on the context but there's um a lot more too but that's just kind of like one of the that's one of them i've heard that used yeah 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 i'm so cool i'm so fire i have heard that word (laughs) um so we have this list and there are more than 102 uh or more than 100 words and terms 102 to be specific on this list some of them have been around for a while um Mm -hmm. extra and um a Karen. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that is sort of in the very popular vernacular at this point. But um, let's talk about some of these terms on on the list. It's different uh, is is one that I think is relatively new. I, I think mm-hmm. uh, help me be cool or or fire. What does hit? If I told my daughter, oh, that hits different. What am I saying to her? Yeah, yeah. So that's generally like a positive phrase. It's emphasizing how good something is. So like for the example that I use in there, it's like my coffee at home is good, but this Starbucks hits different. Like it's on another level. Got it. Okay. And and fleek is is something sort of positive too, right? Yes, yes. Okay. So that's usually related to like, some sort of trend, right, is being on fleek. So your outfit could be on fleek, again, your hair, your nails. Um, so it's kind of, um, again, a positive, a positive. As long as you're on fleek, it's positive. If you're not, then maybe not so much. Okay, so now that makes sense, what I have been told before. Um, so big yikes. I mean, yikes, we've all heard, but you're saying that big yikes is something that, kids are saying or teens yeah yeah so this one you know it gets used it's been around for a little bit so it's kind of like on the edge like some people are still using it some people aren't using it so it's not as popular as it once was but it is still there um so yeah it's kind of you know like yikes or no way Right. Okay. It's just like really emphasizing. The, right. It's, that extra, right. It's, it's almost like, like extra is one of the words that we hear. Right. But it's almost like all of these words are a little bit extra. Okay. I gotcha. And how about Riz? Because I, you know, I actually, I got a TikTok account, you know, full disclosure to keep up with what my daughter's doing there. And I hear a lot of people, or I see a lot of people in the comments talk about Riz. Yes. So Riz is a popular one right now. Um, It's kind of like, um, I would relate it to the word charisma, actually. So if you think about it in those terms, it's your ability to like, well, for the definition that I use, it's like you're, um, that you're good with pulling somebody or, you know, getting somebody that you're interested in to like you. So like in a sentence, my daughter actually came home from a group outing and talked about this guy that was trying to riz her up but she already has a boyfriend so she wasn't interested but it just kind of meant he was trying to chat her up trying to talk to her maybe Um, try to be charismatic right trying to be charismatic um so you can it's like a verb you can riz somebody up or it could be you have riz or you don't have riz Mm, okay whether or not you are charismatic or not charismatic 
And you used a word in there, pull. Yeah. <laughs> so can you translate? Yeah. So that would be like to get together, to get together okay. with somebody. So um, dating, hanging out, chilling, like there's lots of different words that get used. Vibing is another one. Vibing. I have heard vibing. Context. Um, so those get can be used in the context of the same sort of thing, pulling somebody. So it's all kind of related to what we might have called just dating or hanging out. In cap and no cap, that's been around for a little while. However, I think, you know, as we talk about, you know, maybe it starts in high school and moves its way to middle or elementary. For parents who might be listening to this, who have elementary or middle school kids who are starting to use or have been using cap or no cap, basically that's lie or no lie, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's basically lie or no lie. So and and which used. means which? Uh, so um, cap would be lie and no cap would be no lie. So if they told you a story and then said and then you asked cap or no cap, if they were like exaggerating it or lying, they'd be like cap because they were tricking you. Or if they were telling the truth, they'd be like, no cap. Okay. And so the way I have remembered this is like, you're wearing a hat and you're hiding, you're wearing a cap, you're hiding something. So you're, you're lying and the no cap, you're, you've got nothing to hide. That's how I remembered it. Yeah. It's a good visual. Yeah. You know, if you're a visual learner like that. Uh, Salty. We've heard salty, you know, basically you're annoyed and upset with somebody. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Just kind of going through these, these. (laughs) Yes, queen. (laughs) (laughs) And it's actually, it's like, yes. (laughs) Oh, excuse me. I'm I'm not, see, if I came home with this stuff, it would be so cringe. So it would be. Yeah. Spill the tea. Is basically tell me what's going on, right? Yeah, it's um, it actually is a lot of times related to gossip. Mm-hmm. So it, I, I personally, to picture this one, I like to think of little old ladies drinking tea and gossiping. It's a similar concept. My daughter will get out of school and she'll be like, "Mom, I have some really great tea," and I'll be like, "Okay, what's going on?" Spill it. And spill it. Mm-hmm. Um, so then she'll tell me some story about a friend. You know this couple broke up or this person got together with this person finally. So it's usually related to gossip. Mm-hmm. Okay. I see that. Stan. Now I've heard this being used, but I, I didn't quite know what it meant. Yes. So that one has actually been around for a little while. So it's kind of uh, like a combo word. So stalker and fan. So that's where you get Stan. and. Also, surprisingly, it's related to, I don't know who knows Eminem from our generation, but there is a music video that he has in a song called Stan, and it is about a stalker fan. So kind of, I don't know that he coined the phrase, but it's kind of been around since then. And so now it's used to describe like an obsessive fan. So you might stan Taylor Swift, you might stan a TV show, and that's just indicating that you're like a really, really big high level fan got it so it's kind of a throwback to yeah uh you know what so i'm going to talk about this one and and i know it's been around for a little bit but i had not heard it i actually didn't know what it was until i read it in my fifth graders book report at the end of the year of the yeet 
Yeesh. But I've since heard it often. But I read it in his book before. I was like, what is what is, what does that mean? <laughs> Where yeah, did you come up yeah, with this so. word? <laughs> and then quickly my high schooler said, nobody even says that anymore. Yeah, that is, it is out with the older okay. kids. Got it, it is in very much still in, especially with elementary school okay. aged kids and some of the middle school aged kids or um, kids that kind of like stick with these things. Like I know we work with a lot of families with neurodivergent kids. And so like they'll get stuck on something. And so like, this is a big one. So my, my 16 year old still use this one. They love this word. So even though my 18 year old's like, that is out, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> a thing anymore um they still insist on using it so they love it but it is kind of like to throw something or moving at a high velocity so like you can yeet an item which would be like to throw it or you can say yeet if you see something being thrown so it's kind of versatile like that so like the sentence that i use is that car hit the fire hydrant and then quit quickly went away it went yeet because it went like it could go yeet you could just say the word when you see something like if you if like one of my kids is throwing something and the other could walks and in, into the room they'll say yeet it's an interesting one um, and, and these are you know I rem remember several years ago hearing about the visco girl yeah it, is, is that still a thing I actually asked my daughter that because I, I usually update this with my 18 year olds regularly to see kind of what needs to come off and what should maybe come on. Um, and I said, I said, is it still a thing? She's like, it's not necessarily huge right now, but there is a group of people that want to bring it back. So it might come back into popularity. Mm. Okay. So for, for parents or caregivers or anybody <laughs> trying to interpret teen language, what does that mean if, if we're sort of new? this yeah so visco girl would be kind of like it's a very specific look actually for our age what i usually equate it to is if you remember the valley girl thing oh, of back course. In the day, a visco girl would be quite similar to a valley girl so it's usually kind of like a basic girl um they tend to have hydro flasks they tend to be about saving the planet like save the turtles is a big a big thing they use um, reusable straws. Um, they have their own kind of way like that they speak similar to Valley Girl. So like different um, intonations in the tone of voice that they use. So like they tend to wear oversized t-shirts, scrunchies, shorts that you can't even see because all you see is the t-shirt. Well, that's a lot of teenagers. Yeah. Style. Yeah. Birkenstocks. So yeah, it's kind of I heard that there are, there's, it's might be trending back. Okay. Well, that's, well, so that's it. just good to know what it is, just in case. We've heard a lot about cancel and cancel culture. Um, mm -hmm. You know, that's sort of still tip, tip of the tongue for teenagers. You can get canceled. Savage, mm -hmm. we use that one a lot around, or I use that a lot mm -hmm. around my house. It, it's probably quite cringeworthy to the kids, but I'm like, ooh, savage. Yeah. Um, and they sort of roll their eyes, but that's just me. You know what I thought of too? Leaving someone on read, open, or delivered. What yeah. Is that? So that's related to messaging. It doesn't, it's not just texting, it's texting, Snapchat, any sort of instant message or D, DM. It's basically 
considered like an insult and they'll tell you what, like I was left on read, which means that they sent a message to somebody, the person read it and then didn't respond. Ooh, that so is they were left on read or they were left on delivered or they were left on open and then the person didn't bother to respond to them. So it's kind of a root, like considered rude. And they're like, oh, they left me on red. Yeah, that's so rude. Okay. Savage, in other words. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, boomer. We've heard that one, but you don't have to be a, a boomer necessarily. No. This is no, that's the thing. It's kind of like a Karen. Mm-hmm. Your name doesn't have to be Karen for you to be a Karen. You don't actually have to be a boomer to hear okay, boomer. Mm-hmm. And if I'm really upset, somebody might catch these hands. <laughs> yes. Yeah. My kids love this one. Um, like I, they're not actually doing it, but they, they love to say this. So that would be kind of like to fight or throw down. It might even be verbally. It might not actually be, you know, fist flying um, as it would imply. Um, but it, you know, they'd be like, keep talking like that. And you're going to catch these hands. <laughs> um, it just means that they're going to fight with you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, bombastic side eye. Yeah. That's a no, serious side eye. Yeah. That so one's pretty that. new. Okay. Yeah. So that one, um, can actually be done and or said, so it would just be like, kind of like a really severe, like, like the, the exaggerated side eye when somebody says something that you don't agree with or just something completely out of there, you know, it could be anything that you just don't agree with. And so you would normally kind of give a little bit of side eye, but it's a more exaggerated side eye. So it's like bombastic side eye. And or if somebody says something that instead of actually doing it, you could just say it. You could just tell them bombastic side eye. Ooh, and okay. that's basically the same thing as doing it without having to do it. Okay. Right. Just take out the the middleman. In this case, it's the actual action of the bombastic yeah. side eye, but you just say yeah. it and that can base point. All right. I like it. Um, Gucci. That's so Gucci. Yeah. That's okay. so Gucci. It's just good, cool, going well. So it's another one of those words that can be cool, right? It'd be like, oh, that's Gucci. Okay. We've heard bruh. Yes. Right. That's been around for a long time. Dope. That, of course, you know, that yeah. has been around for many years. Sick. I feel like it, we've, mm-hmm. we've heard a uh, curve. Now we're not talking about curves on a road or a curvy figure. What does curve no. mean? Curve would be to reject somebody romantically. So if somebody were maybe rizzing you up <laughs> to use an earlier word you could curve them like your daughter did to the guy who was right, right. earlier curved that guy got it okay bop is a song which that makes sense right mm-hmm. uh you know there are some acronyms yes and in yes. a lot of these, you know, acronyms, of course, BF, GF, boyfriend, girlfriend, BFF, of course, we know that GOAT. I mean, think, all, you know, we call Tom, Tom Brady the GOAT, right. um, greatest of all time, YOLO. We've heard a lot of these, OMG, mm-hmm. HMU, I, maybe I'm totally lame. I didn't know what that meant and I've never used it in a text before. Yeah, that one's hit me up. Hit so me up. hit me up. 
Instead of saying like, call me back or text me back, HMU. Yeah, it's similar. Like, you know, the hit me baby one more time. Yeah. <laughs> song, you know, hit me up. I don't like it. So it is kind of similar to stuff yeah. that we used to say. Well, I think I'm going to text my daughter to HMU. <laughs> I need her to call me next time. Um, AFK. Yeah, so that one's in typing because that one's away from keyboard. So Why if you're you use that, if you're like stepping away, it's especially used in okay. gaming, right? If you're gaming or you're doing something in a group online or you're in a group chat, you would say AFK, which means you're leaving your keyboard for a minute. You're going, you could be getting a snack, you could be doing whatever, but you're going to be back in a few minutes. So it's just kind of like to let the group know that you've stepped away. So if they go to talk to you, you're not actually there. So there's one more acronym I, I want to talk about. W-Y-L-L. Yeah, that one I actually hadn't heard of. My daughter told me about it. It gets used a lot and it's what you look like. So a lot of times they will, if you're texting with somebody, Snapchat or you know, if you're snapping with somebody or you're messaging through Instagram and you don't know this person, they're like, what do you look like? Right. Okay. Probably trying to steer that conversation somewhere, you know, where you may or may not want it to go. So it kind of leads into charity. So my daughter's always like, um, not interested in talking to you like that. I'm literally just chatting with you. So I'm not going to send you pictures or, you know, it kind of gets into that category. Oh, well, that's an important one. So again, W-Y-L-L, what you look like. Okay. Um, Which is a great segue. Just want to get to a couple of these, you know, sort of these phrases related to parties, drugs, sex, even. So, Mm -hmm. you know, let's kind of hit a a couple of these, you know, hitting the gritty. Well. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that sounds like it would be a bad thing, right? Like okay. you think that that might be bad or negative. So I did put it in here because you might think something negative with it based on, you know, hitting the gritty. What is that, right? Yeah. Are they doing drugs? Are they doing this? Are they doing that? It's actually not. It's a dance move. So it's a specific dance called the gritty, which actually originated um, by Alan Gritty Davis, who was an athlete. So it's kind of like, an end zone dance type situation. It's a very specific dance. And if you can do the dance, then you're hitting the gritty. Can you imagine going home today and ending the gritty, like showing your team that you can, I think I'll, I'll uh, refrain from that. Getting sturdy. Yeah. Getting sturdy is another dance. So, and again, also sounds like it could be something else. Um, It is, um, this one is from like New York City drill music culture. So, and I'll tell you what, this one is a workout. Like my daughter does it. And so she's had me try it. And it is a workout for your legs (laughs) because it's like doing a bunch of squats. Like it's on the floor, like moving your legs. It's it's usually to like hip hop music or pop music. Um, So it's a fun one. Um, And there's, it's not like, as bad as it might sound. Okay. Well, well, speaking of maybe what sounds a little bit worth worth body count. Yeah. So that one is 
more related to stuff. So that one is related to sex. So people refer to your body count and that's basically the number of sexual partners that you've had. So if somebody asks you, what's your body count? They're asking you how many sexual partners that you've had. Okay. Well, that's good to know. And turnt? So it just means, um, it could just mean really excited or wild, or it could also mean under the influence of alcohol or drugs so it, a person can be turned a party can be turned video games can be turned so it really depends you have to for this one you have to pay attention to the context so if they're talking about a party being turned you might want to think about the fact that there may have been drugs and alcohol there because that is or a person was turned that could be what it means or it could just mean that it was really exciting so you kind of, you have to pay attention to that one. Right. Seek to understand maybe a few more questions. Right. Right. Clarifying questions. Yeah. Um, a couple others. CU46. Yes. So that one that's is. Like the letter C, U, the number four, and the number six. But yeah. if you're texting that, that's something that parents or caregivers should probably be aware of right because that one is it just stands for kind of what it sounds like it's cu for sex so it kind of um almost sounds like what it is right and then wttp yeah so that one's want to trade photos want to trade photos so that's similar kind of to the what do you look like right yeah similar to what do you look like but a lot of times it could also mean like nude photos. Okay. So again, you want to pay attention to context. Um, maybe yeah. clarifying questions again. <laughs> Lots of questions. Um, and then let's, let's end on this one. Uh, P.O.S. Because in my day, that stood, that stood for yes. something else entirely. It did. It did. Um, and that's what I thought too. I was like, huh, that does not like that stands for something else completely. And I think it does still stand for that in some ways. Um, but in terms of for typing, um, it would mean like parents over shoulder. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times if you see that, then your child is probably having conversations that you might not approve of. And they're letting the other person know that, oh, my parents are here. So we're going to either need to change this topic or something's going to happen. So maybe there's like a cap have it happening. Right. Could be. We're hiding something, right? Well, Shannon, like I feel like I can, I I have a whole new vocabulary. Uh, I'm going to go home and dazzle my teen and preteen with all of my knowledge of course, that will probably make everything uncool or cringe uh, mm-hmm. again, but that's okay. You got to start somewhere. If you would like to see the list of more than 100 words, you will find that on WGME.com slash Raising Me. Shannon King, thank you so much. Really appreciate your insight. A big thank you to Shannon for spilling the tea on Talking Teen. That was such a fun conversation. Though there's also an important part of this that we shouldn't gloss over. Understanding slang can really help us better communicate with our kids. We can make sure the way they're speaking is respectful. And just as importantly, or perhaps most importantly, knowing that the way they're communicating with people, particularly online, is safe. 
Ultimately, this is another tool to help us guide our kids along the way. And who knows, maybe we could be Fire or Gucci. Thank you so much for listening to Raising Me. I'm Adrienne Stein, and this episode is edited by Megan Littlefield. Please take a moment to follow Raising Me wherever you get your podcasts. Of course, we greatly appreciate a positive rating and review as well so that other people can find this message. Wherever you are, I hope you learned something new and get to take a little time for you. <laughs>